Hello and welcome to WonderPod, episode 193. That's right, I'm back. One week into drunken debauchery. Well, you'd only know that if you were a friend of mine on Facebook. Uh, and wallet losing and all kinds of things that I don't remember. That is, I will tell you as a public service announcement, folks, that Facebook kind of scares me because I don't remember a lot of those pictures being taken. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was a good weekend. Uh, and as you get older, you'll find those don't happen very often. It'll be a good five years before anything like that happens again, would be my guess. Joining me this week, as they always do, they did an excellent job last week, and unlike last time I've actually listened to the show, it's John. Hey, hey, everybody. I am one day out from being one tooth less. I am not looking forward to having a tooth pulled tomorrow or removed, uh, but has to be done to save uh, the sacrifice of one to save the many. So, yeah, great. <laughs> Did you just seriously compare your teeth to Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> wasn't I guess it, it what, wasn't it the what? No, wait. Well, I, no, no, no. Star Trek. Star Trek. No, there's three because Battlestar pulled that shit. Star Trek pulled that shit, and Transformers pulled that shit. <laughs> and there's probably well, more nerddom that I'm poor oh, for. right, it wasn't it wasn't Transformers. Yeah, no, I, I, I was thinking, I was imagining Spock in my uh, in my. Ah, room. so 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 the tooth that's going is the Spock of your teethdom. It is. It is one of the most wise. Yes. How it, <laughs> that it's true. So it's, where the fuck did this go? I, see, didn't you miss me? How many other fucking gaming podcasts, nerd podcasts, we talk about teeth? I, don't ask me. I don't. I, and I live in Hillbillyville. There's not many around here. Uh, also joining us, and probably wishing at this point he wasn't, all his teeth are accounted for, I think. It's Glacinator. <laughs> Hello. Yes, I'm here as usual. So, have you survived the brutal Arctic... <laughs> What's what's the status down there? It finally started raining here three months too late, and we're in drought conditions. But it finally started. Well, due to Martin Luther King Day and weird school starting and all this snow stuff, if school isn't canceled tomorrow, this will be my first official full week. <laughs> and it's almost the middle of February, so. Wow. May's gonna suck, isn't it? <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, no, April. We get out like May fifth, so Oh that's right. They're they're already taking off days around Mardi Gras, so yeah. Oh, so there's gonna be students in class that look like I do on Facebook from last weekend is what <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> Hopefully so not basically no difference like... around that time then. So that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> it's kinda like being born Irish, you're genetically drunk because you were born in New Orleans. This location-based uh, disease <laughs> epidemic. By the way, I told your Mississippi Halloween story this weekend. Oh, gosh. I think there's a half dozen people who were listening who are never traveling to the state of Mississippi now. <laughs> Oops. Sorry, Mississippi Tourism Board Bureau. <laughs> it's a completely true story, though, so I don't feel bad for saying that's, it. That's what I told them. But it's really kind of funny, though, that my nerd life crossed over into the hick cowboy rancher farmer life and and it was, had people laughing i mean i'm not sure i remember every detail of the story and i don't know how it got started um and this was before i was heavily into the booze so it, it i was pretty 
cognizant of it. Something got started about that, and I'm like, oh yeah, you want you want to hear a good one? A friend of mine told me, <laughs> and they're just all looking at me. <laughs> Hope I'm not like a normal like conversation topic of drunk Bruce. That'd be interesting. <laughs> well, the, here's the thing. I would be if now that John has recording powers, I would be willing to get that drunk for the podcast. But I get about bad shit after probably about thirty thirty five minutes. You guys would just want to like hang up on me, I, not because I'd be saying anything <laughs> saying anything uh, uh, bad. It's just I'm not sure you can understand me anymore. Like I I, I said a I, I said something to somebody and the, the sentence made no sense to me, and I was drunk. But uh, but again, this is the, that's the point. I'm to the point in life where being that drunk happens so infrequently. It's almost like Haley's comet. <laughs> and I and I notice that as you get a little older, your self censor or your self limit like it, it gets louder. Like mm-hmm. it knows you shouldn't be doing this. That you're not 18 anymore. And it's harder and harder to combat that and go fuck you. I'm doing this. I want to unwind. I want to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yep. like in, a, in an event like that where it's multi-day and you go the next day and people go, oh, I saw you last night. And they got this little funny look on their face. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> what did I do? You want to walk up to them and go, like, what did I do? <laughs> you know, how many people do I have to apologize to now? <laughs> did I moon anybody? That's my normal one when I'm that drunk. Is just really oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm people. <laughs> I mooned a bar once. I mean, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Now, that's the other thing about getting a slightly more mature. Eh, screw it. It's 20 years ago now. Now, not actually. No, the bar one wasn't that long ago. But, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is I'm, I'm having fun. I'm happy. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to punch people. I'm just mooning them. Which could lead to the next thing, if you're not careful. <laughs> if it's the wrong, yeah, if the, if the witness is the wrong person, maybe. Right. <laughs> And there's an art to mooning. With you want to show some without showing too much, you know, just dropping your pants down around your. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a discreet mooning. Right. Well, and on top of that, if you have to run, just fully dropping your pants down around your ankles really hinders that. <laughs> You're just not gonna. Oh God, John, what have you been playing? Get us onto something that's not me. I just embarrassed. I, I well, no, I just amazed myself. I'm not embarrassed. I freely admit I did it. Uh, so, what have you been playing this week? Well, this week I took a trip to Toronto for a uh, for a work related trip. So, you know, and I left I left on a Sunday and came back on Monday. And and because of that, Sunday tends to be a bit of a gaming time. Um, and I, as I went through, I'm trying to remember the things that I played this week, it wasn't a whole lot, but I did play some stuff on on the plane. On my on my 3ds, and the games that I played were uh, first Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. Uh, that game is I I, I really want to like that game, and when I'm playing it and I'm and I'm going through and I'm I'm, I'm you know you know getting through the levels, I'm really enjoying it. But boy, there's an awful lot of times where I want to snap the, the damn thing in half because I'm just dying. All the time, and and, it's, and it feel, always feels like the cheapest moments when one of those damn crabs is, is just happens to be in the wrong place, and it's like it from from and for me to avoid it kind of throws off the flow. Like I, I keep thinking I want to play it kind of like Rayman, because Rayman is very much like Rayman uh, Origins or or Legends. Both of them are very much 
almost like a rhythm based thing like you're always in motion you're it's a, there's a flow yeah that's the that's what i always call it there's an ebb and a flow to the game from start to finish like you, as long as you're doing timing your jumps the right way you can have rayman uh never stop moving and so i, I don't know what it is i i don't know if i'm if i'm supposed to be playing it that way or not but I mean, even in Mario games, there's a bit of, you know, you, you can hold the B button down the entire time and usually get through, even at, at top speed. But it seems like in, in, in this Donkey Kong game, it doesn't let me do that. Like, like, there's always a start and stop of coming up and, you know, if it's not an enemy that you have to jump on or pound the ground to make them flip over, you come up upon these, you know, fl- these, like, dandelions that you have to blow or maybe a lantern or, you know, there's a lot of start and stops. And the way that the way that Donkey Kong kind of moves, when you start when you start walking, he walks a little bit slow and then kind of picks up speed into kind of like a gallop a little bit, and um, that makes me feel like I want to keep moving. I want to keep the flow going rather than slowing because you know you, then you have to kind of catch your speed back up. And if you're doing trying to do like if you're trying to change directions, unlike you know he doesn't really stop on a dime like Mario does, and like Mario. When he, stop, when he stops and turns and jumps, loses very little momentum. But it seems like with Donkey Kong, he, he loses it. And, you know, therefore I'm dying and dying and dying all the time. And so that gets a little, that, get, that does get a little bit frustrating. So, I, like, I've had that game for a long time, for quite a while now, and playing it in bits and pieces. And I've played probably, you know, three or four levels, and then I have to quit, like, close it up and, like, walk away because I'm kind of getting a bit frustrated with it. Because the game it looks beautiful and, and like but when it works it really works well. I don't know maybe I'm just not good at games. <laughs> that could be that could be a thing, but you know, I I, I wish it was a little. Le- I don't know if it's punishing. Like, is it hard? Is it cheap? I don't, I still haven't figured out which is, which it is, or is it just again just me not not getting the the groove of of Donkey Kong. Hey, Glaze, Glaze, you 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 play that game and did you did you finish it? Oh, <laughs> no, I have not touched it since I played it on the plane back from Boston this summer. Because I know you, you, you complain a lot about it being really small and hard to yeah, see. Yeah, that's my main problem. So I can't see what the F is going on in that game. And I mm-hmm. stopped because, um, I don't know if you beat this level, you probably did because it's really early on, but there's like this minecart level where yeah, like, it was the moles. A of those. Yep, they're moles yep. and they throw bananas and it's a boss battle. I cannot see what's happening mm. on that because it's so precis- precision-based. You know, all these little carts, and they throw bananas. And sometimes I can't even see the bananas, like, when they're coming at me. Mm-hmm. So, like, on the, on the 3DS screen, it probably has to be, like, maybe a millimeter the size yeah. of a banana. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, if I you I die at all on that, you start from the beginning. And I just yeah, I did exactly. maybe about 30 times, and I was like, okay, I'm just done with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a shame because I was having fun with it. I just I can't see what's <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm talking about when I when I say that like the the, the platforming is not quite as rhythmic or as like, like do you find you have to do a lot of start and stops with with this? Oh game? yeah. Um. You have you have to wait for platforms to get in the right position. Like even with the the normal Mario like the original Mario games, you can run straight through the level and everything's already set up so that if you need to do the jump, you can do it without stopping, mm-hmm. but yep. in Donkey Kong, you definitely have to stop at times and wait for things to happen. Right. You, like, you can't have a perfect run through the level. There are moments yeah. where you have to stop to continue. But isn't that yeah. just isn't that just a throwback to the older Mario platformers? 
I mean, the really old Super Mario's, you weren't just gonna like zip on through if you timed it all right. You oh no, to start you can. And stop. Not on the original Mario. If you do a speed run, you don't have to stop at all. If you can jump over the pipes completely, there may be one time where you have to stop in a run through. But other than that, yeah, yeah. The, 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 I mean, there are normally sweet spots where you find that you can time that perfect jumps and and, and zip all the way through. You know, it's it's not quite. It's not always obvious. Like I mean, Ray, like back to Rayman, it's you know, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious with the, the route that you have to take to make the perfect runs. But the, yeah, Donkey Kong, like it seems like it almost tries. Like depending on how how fast or slow you go, like, like let's say you you know just off screen are like three crabs in a row, and you walk, you know, you're if you're walking, the crabs you know approach you at a certain, you know, you're approaching the crabs like I said at a certain rate, and if if you're if you're just walking, the bouncing from crab to crab to crab doesn't work unless you're in a, depending on your momentum, right? I don't know. It just it just seems like it wants to be, but I can't I can't figure it out. Well, and, and I understand your hesitation with calling it cheap because a it's becoming a cop out in the modern internet age, and b it's really difficult to tell because I'm I'm having the same. I'm having the same struggle with Borderlands 2 and hilariously just like I did Borderlands 1. You know, there's certain things about it. It's just like, is this cheap or is this just poor design? Is this just didn't get it tweaked quite right? Am I not hitting the sweet spot? You know, and so that's really tough to determine sometimes. But it also, I suppose, depends on what you're going for, what your goals. If it's killing your enjoyment, there's something wrong or something not quite right for you. Yeah, I, that's what I'm basing it on anymore. I'm, I'm not ready to quit the game because I, I I do think it's a it's a it's a good game. It's just I I just can't I can't quite click with it all the time. I don't know. It, it, I mean, I still recommend it, but it's you know for the sake of trying it out. And and, and according to what Glaze says, you should definitely try it on a, on a try it on a 3ds XL like I have because I, I don't I don't have any issues with with seeing things. The only times I have trouble with seeing things are if um, Donkey Kong goes like into the background, like from far away, and he's really small. You know, maybe maybe that a little bit, but but it's not that bad. But anyway, uh, to move on, the the other game that I played uh, on the on the plane is that I finally gave Star Fox 64 3D uh, a, a, a real honest try, because I got that game for free when I when I when I got the Excel. And I had already bought Luigi's, uh, the new Luigi's Mansion. There was a there was a there was a promotion on it, as it happened to be, that if you own both of those, you got to pick a, a free downloadable game. And that was the one that I got. And it's been sitting on my 3DS for a long time. And you know, the, the flight to Toronto is about four hours, so the so I had t- the time to sit down and play it for a while. And I, I mean, I didn't play it all, like the whole flight, obviously, but because I was doing some reading as well, but. It was, uh, you know, I played through the all the training, which takes a little while. I played through, I think, the first two missions, and that, and, that, and that's it. But it, that's more of a try than I've I had given it, to be honest. Before I, I had hadn't really gotten. If I got through the training, I I stopped, and because you know my 3DS playing is often in just you know bite-sized you know you know bits. But the um, but yeah, it. it the game is really pretty. I didn't realize how how nice it looked based on the training. Like, you know, they they really juiced up the the graphics from the N64 version, and you know, it's Star Fox 64. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't play it. 
I didn't play it back in the day, as I, as I always say. I, I missed a lot of the N64 generation. So I didn't play it back then. I didn't play it when, when they re-released it on, Wii, on Virtual Console on the Wii. And, uh, and I waited for this, and, and as it turned out, I got this one free, so, you know, hunky-dory. But, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, like, I like the way that they've got the control set up. Um, you know, the, the, the analog is very responsive. You know, the, the controls are all very intuitive. I, um, I, turn, I didn't use the gyroscopic controls. It, it encourages you to, if you're going to play DS controls versus N60, classic N64 controls, it encourages you to, to move the, 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 the 3DS around. To, to, to you can do you can use that to to steer the 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 the, the sh- your ship but it, what's really stupid about that idea is that the 3d effect of the 3ds wants you to be at a certain distance and a, a certain you know the the screen is pointed at your eyes at a certain distance and and flat so if you're if you so if you start twisting and turning your 3ds the 3d effect is lost and you start seeing these double images so it doesn't like unless you turn the 3D off, it doesn't really work <laughs> because because it, it doesn't look right, and you know you're seeing ghost images of things because because the way the 3D works is showing you two images for your two, both your eyes, and and then the way it superimposes creates a 3D effect. So if you don't have that line up right, it looks like shit, and yeah. So I I, I turned that off and and, and uh, use the 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 the, D-pad, the the circle pad and and that kind of thing. So yeah, you know the voice acting isn't too bad. I know I, I don't know how many times I'm going to hear uh, do a barrel roll. That's the, often the the big joke about uh, Star Fox 64, but uh, you know it hasn't been too bad. Executing one is pretty easy. It's kind of like a a flick, uh, you know, up and X and or down and B, depending on what you want to do. A barrel roll or no, a barrel roll is a double click, left and right. The it's the uh, the loop to loop and the and the and the and the change in direction. That are up and X. So sometimes you hit that little. You know, it's it's easy to hit those, so you can you know execute the move, and sometimes it's a little bit harder. Or you can put your thumb down to the D pad to 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 pick one or the other. And I find I find that a little less like keeping keeping because you're always in motion, you're always turning, you're always moving and looking around. You don't want to. I I find I don't want to take my thumb off off the uh, the circle pad. So putting my thumb down to the D pad kind of throws you know. Then you gotta come back up, so you kind of miss what you're trying to do if you're if you're trying to find your position. So you know, the circle pad on a button works out better for me. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's Star Fox. I beat a boss. I shot I shot some dudes. I, you know, I really enjoyed it. And uh, but yeah, I mean that's I'll keep on playing it. I think I enjoyed it enough. I don't think the game is all that long based on the map that they show you. Uh, it's probably only about ten or twelve missions long, or maybe 15, maybe fifteen, but but yeah, I'll probably have more to talk about on that in a later show. Um, and that's all I've been playing. Glace, what have you been up to? First week of school. <laughs> well, I'm sorry though, I haven't been playing anything of these fancy electronic things these kids are playing nowadays. Uh, I've been roughing it without the electronics the past few weeks. So, as long as you guys don't mind me talking about board games... And that's what I've been doing. No, um, no, I'm totally okay. fine with it. Tear for tear it up. In fact, I'm all it's making me do is want to record us playing one live, which we have talked about off air, mm-hmm. prior uh, finding some kind of tabletop game that we could all play <laughs> and record and attempt to make entertaining. 
I think would be an awesome attempt. I mean, I know Penny Arcade's recorded their Dungeons and Dragons uh, sessions in podcast form, and they're actually pretty interesting. But I think for us, D and D may be a little too much, like right off the top. But so I am very interested in hearing what you've been doing as far as the tabletop stuff goes. Okay. Well, anyway, this this past week we've been playing. The main game we've been playing is called Zombicide. And Zombicide is basically a zombie turn-based board game. Really, that's really all that it is. But you each get a survivor, and uh, my roommate ended up getting the game plus all the expansions for it. So I think there's like something like 10, 12 survivors or something. So you can play with a lot of people, but if you have less people, then you can just split the survivors among who you're playing with. And each of them has different you know, specials and capabilities. Um, and then, of course, it comes with, like, 50 or so, like, zombie little figurines. They're all little figurines that you move around the map from the top down. Um, and basically, uh, the, the board itself is just a bunch of tiles that you can rearrange in any order and flip over, and there's a different, there's a different place on the other tile. So you can pretty much have, like, as many scenarios as you want. And you can set up objectives, like, oh, you have to go to these rooms and then get to the helipad in the middle. Or you can go to this room, find these three items, and then go somewhere else. Or just kill all the zombies or something. Basically, you can set it up to however you want to do it. So there's sort of a dungeon master aspect to it, although we haven't had someone do totally a custom game by themselves yet. Um, I mean, it's really self-explanatory. You just move throughout the map. You shoot zombies. Uh, You can search to reveal cards that you draw. And when you search, you can, uh, you can get those items that equip them to you, and you basically roll dice you know, to see if you kill the zombies or not. So you know, better guns have more dice and a better chance at getting what you need on those dice. Um, there's a lot of like, little references to Left 4 Dead and other zombie things. Like, uh, there's a character called Phil, but he basically looks like Rick from The Walking Dead. He's a cop, and he looks pretty much exactly the same. He starts with a pistol. Um, uh, one of the items that you can find is that you can find a pan which is, like, the worst thing in the game. So that's, like, Left 4 Dead. Um, I mean, it's just a fun game. Everyone's working together to survive. Uh, we played one game, which is uh, really interesting how it ended, uh, two days ago, where we uh, had gotten all the items we need. We had searched for a bag of rice, water, and canned food, I think, which were the three things we needed to get out. And once we got those things, we had started heading towards the exit, and the zombies started spawning on mass. And what's cool is that as you kill zombies, you level up. And you have a little card with you. And when your level gets above a certain level, then they start spawning more zombies at the end of each round. So, like, once you get, once everyone's at a really high level, it's, like, spawning a crazy amount of zombies. So the game scales with you. But anyway, we're heading towards the exit. And at this point, we're all really high level. So there's, like, a million zombies spawning. And once you run out of zombies to put on the board, run out of tokens, then all the zombies get an extra move on top of that. They're already on the board. So we were all at the exit running for it. Everyone except for me, because I was the, the slow guy, had an extra move already on their character. So they're all running towards the exit, and I'm behind them because I'm not as fast. And I ended up getting caught in the wave of zombies that were chasing us. And everyone's about like two spaces away from the exit. So they decided they're going to try to come back to save me. They send two people back to shoot the zombies that are around me because I can't escape when zombies are in the same space. And while they're shooting them, then they all get another move at the same time. And so then those two people also got caught in the wave as well, and they died too. So, I don't know, it, 
it was we we didn't they didn't have to save me, but they tried to, and by them trying to save me, they ended up dying as well, which I thought was kind of funny. So there is sort of a risk to it on whether or not you want to save them or not. But I, we none of us had any items we needed to win, so it didn't matter if we died. So that thought that was funny. Um, you also got an expansion where you get dogs, and uh, dogs can either help you or hurt you. They're they're evil dogs, and then they're friendly dogs. Uh, evil dogs being zombie dogs, and they get extra moves basically. So. I mean, it's a pretty fun game. It's pretty self-explanatory, honestly. And there's a lot of little nuances to it you have to understand, but it's basically just kill all the zombies and then get out. But it's nice to have an actual board where you can see, like, everything moving. It's like you're, like, a, a general moving little pieces, you know, like strategy board. So this is really fun. So if you have a lot of people to play with, I definitely suggest it. And that's what I've been playing. As for me, um, before I went off to be an idiot last week, I had decided to upgrade my computer a little bit. I added a new power supply and video card. Nothing top of the line. Nothing that's going to run crisis at whatever silly benchmarks. In fact, I'm kind of tired of reading about that. <laughs> All that crap. I'm finally glad to have made my purchase. Um, and the cool thing is, funny thing is, is it, it, it's made my computer over the standard one that both John and I have slightly louder because there's more fans. But I'm actually enjoying tinkering again. It's been probably a good eight years since I've really had any components in my computers where I needed to tinker, mess with settings, things of that nature, uh, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's 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 not something uh, you know that that I necessarily ever had an issue with, but at the same time, it's also allowed me to play a lot of games at a much more flowing pace, at a much more what feels like it would if I was playing them on my 360. And so, uh, obviously, I've been playing Worm online Minecraft and checking all that out because Minecraft, I can, I can get Minecraft around like 120 frames per second. <laughs> so it's like, why not try it? Um, but nothing really new or worthy of podcast talk there. I did play, because I didn't realize it at first, um, I don't know if you guys have gone through the PC slash Mac versions of Left 4 Dead 2 we bought. But you do realize that that has all the Left 4 Dead 1 and DLC on it, right? Included? Yes, yep. the free versions that we have. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that either, John, until I was looking at it. Hmm. Uh, you know, because once I got all this stuff set up, I wanted to... It's not so much test it and go, ooh, look, I'm a PC elite again, just to see how they all ran. So test it with different things, look at how the fans are working, the temperatures and things. So I've been jumping from for a while last weekend, and, and early this week I was jumping from game to game to game. But one thing I played on Left 4 Dead 2 was the Coldstream DLC, which came free with it too. And unless I'm mistaken, that was fan-created DLC for 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 the using the PC mod tools. And I got to say, it's you know, it it seems familiar to some of the Left 4 Dead 1 stuff, but it was really well done and I I thought they they did a good job of not, you know, having too many choke points in there or or things that maybe a more seasoned developer would would recognize as could be a problem when you're actually playtesting it and using it. Um I ran through it once on I ran through it on easy I make no bones about that because I just kind of wanted to see what they'd done I'd heard something about it when when, when it came out but it, I'd had left for dead 2 for so long um I just out on console I just decided I'm not paying money for it um because I do believe it came to consoles as well so that was interesting and if yeah if you get a ch- chance John even running through it on single player it's kind of fun um mm-hmm. the bots are still kill stealing bitches 
but other than that, so that was kind of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see a fan-made DLC kind of come up. It's a DLC I can easily support. It's really easy to support when you got it for free. But then I played Borderlands 2. Now, I know I said on this show that I would never, you know, that I had no intention of playing Borderlands. And then I kind of waffled from there and said, well, if it's on sale, I'll get it. And that's what happened. It was on sale. It might have even been the pre-Christmas sale. I don't remember when I picked it up. But I picked it up really dirt cheap. No DLC with it, just a straight-up Borderlands. And you know, the funny thing is, Gearbox must have understood that they were making a game for people that really, 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 really loved the first one. Because there's not that much different other than the story. And that's right there what makes it the anti-Dragon Age game for me. Because the game to me is still frustrating. I have the same issues that John's had with is it cheap? You know, are some of these enemies cheap? Because they throw all these different kinds of enemies at you. Enemies will respawn if you take too long in certain chunks or try and take a slow approach to it. Um, The vehicles, I still don't understand to this day why we have in 2014 vehicles that are controlled by mouse or, you know, in a non-console setting. Um, That really makes no sense. I should be, you know, able to, to do some other things with it. Um, you know, and, and, and like a lot of games like that, you know, quick jumpy enemies that can jump halfway across the screen or throw a grenade halfway across the screen. I'm sorry. I'm always going to find that cheap. You got to give your players some wiggle room and, and Borderlands does it. And I understand completely that Borderlands is supposed to be, there's no compassion in this world. You're either alive or you're dead. Yeah. Well, there's also allowing your players to have a sense of an A of empowerment, which you really rarely ever feel in the Borderlands series, you know, like that you're actually gaining power because nine times out of 10, they're just going to find some way to, to, to knock you back down and make you feel like you're stumbling and helpless. Uh, the, the best thing I've come up with it is that the game, it's the game where you run 50 feet forward and then you run a hundred feet back because usually they're throwing so many different types of enemies at you that you're going backwards, trying to find ways and cover and, and different ways to deal with it. Here's the funny part. All the mechanical issues that I have with it, all of the some of the enemy issues that I have with it, some of the ways that they handle things with it, don't matter and haven't made me reach a frustration level where I've just said, screw this, I'm not playing it, because the story and the comedy and the characters are so damn funny and good. Now, this is a slight spoiler, so if you haven't played the game, tough shit. But I just did a quest today where I had to help a guy put together a poem, a love poem. And I gave it to his woman of interest, and I was supposed to wait for her reaction, right? (laughs) Her reaction was to walk back into her house, close the door, and you hear a single gunshot. (laughs) The poem was so bad that she killed herself. (laughs) It's that kind Yeah. I mean, it just—it was—it was so funny because she goes, "Wait one second. and she walks back and closes the door. You see nothing more, and you hear "boom," and it's just like seriously. I mean, and and some of the lines and some of the you know the, the main enemy. I, I I understand now why so many people were running around my social media with the the main boss or main enemy, Handsome Jack, as their avatar for a while because he is a classic uber baddie i mean but 
but it, it's funny because I, I'm definitely going to drag myself and slog through to the end of it because of the compelling story and the compelling characters and the fact that some of these people are just complete lunatics and it's hilarious. Another quest I had to do literally took three seconds. It was this one certain type of enemy that just wanted me to shoot him in the face. So I accepted the quest. I shot him in the face. It killed him. Quest complete. You get XP and a little cash. You know, that kind of stuff is awesome. But like I said, there's just certain things that they do with that series that I just have never liked when RPGs do it. Maybe, again, John, and I struggle with the same thing you're talking about. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I'm not hitting the sweet spot. And I admit, I'm playing a character that's not like this heavy armored tank doofus that, you know, can just go in and start mowing things down by spraying bullets. They do have one of those. And I tried that the last time with Borderlands, and he was just too damn slow. Mm-hmm. When you needed to run, you know, it, it, it was a pain in the ass, because good luck. You know, and and I knew I knew enough from Borderlands 1, I knew I was getting into it. But again, the story did not let me down, the lunatics in this game. And I think that's why Rage fell on its face so bad, that, that game by ID Software. Mm-hmm. Part of the part of the appeal of, of Borderlands is just I mean there's there's no redeeming value to a lot of these characters. It literally is you're either alive or you're dead. There's no compassion. There's no sympathy, and I I mean uh, Fallout's kind of like that too. But it, it, I don't know. I just wish someday somebody would make a a, a post apocalyptic world where you could like actually write a story that includes people that are sympathetic, that includes people that are trying to do the right thing as well as survive. I know it's possible, and I'm pretty sure it'd sell really well. You know, and so I'm I'm enjoying it overall. You know, like I said, my frustration level hasn't reached to the point where it's like, you know what, this this isn't worth it to see what the, the end story is, the end game is. Um, so it is the anti-Dragon Age. Because if Dragon Age had had... Uh, in- Dragon Age Origins had any compelling story at all, I wouldn't still be talking about it three years later. It's the worst slog I've ever done, not once but twice. So, you know, it is possible. You don't. Story, for those of you that think, oh, it needs to be all multiplayer and all this and all that, story can help a game far more than pretty graphics. And and don't get me wrong, with with my new setup, (laughs) and that's the other reason, too. That art style is so awesome to me, and it looks beautiful. But believe me, I could have played it for five minutes to go, yep, looks beautiful, runs at a great frame rate, and, and, un, and then uninstalled it from Steam and gone, fuck it, next. <laughs> you know, there mm-hmm. has to be more there than that. Have either of you played either of them? The Borderlands? No. Yeah. I, I played a little bit of a co-op, but that's about it, though. That was number one, wasn't it, or was it two? Yeah, the first yeah. one, yeah. I, I I thought maybe you had and a little bit of co-op. Yeah, that's kind of an art. That, that's definitely an art you want to look at. Because it's, it's an interesting take on, on, on making art for a game. Though, I'm not even sure what you would call it. <laughs> but, but I really like it. So, anyways, and that's all I've been playing. Um, I actually, I should note that, that Borderlands was, I'm trying to do now that I have a little better setup where my computer runs smoother, I'm trying to get through my steam backlog of the games that just were running like ass one a week. I'm going to try and finish Borderlands two off this weekend. Although that may be a bit difficult because there's a couple of things <laughs> that have popped up that may not allow that. 
But uh, and then uh, next week it's either going to be Metro twenty thirty three or L A Noir. I haven't made up my mind. It's really hard to get interested in, in uh, GTA four when I could just go buy five either for my computer or for console if I want to play with Clay Snader. Um, yeah, they're on the uh, GTAs are on sale on uh, on Xbox this week. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh wait, I would have to have bank cards that actually work for that to be possible. Oh well, yeah. Guess I'm gonna. <laughs> I guess we'll see if they get here by the end of the week or not. In fact, uh, I should note I should note that John, bless him, uh, really tried to sell me on getting Guacamelee for PC, and I'd been avoiding it because I saw the platforming, and I went, "This is not for me." Because there's no way in hell in a platformer I'm ever doing a speed run. I always have to start stop. It's always the way it's going to be, forever and ever. Amen. Partly because I'm retarded about... Oops, not supposed to use that word anymore. Partly because I'm an idiot about it. Watch me not cut that out of the show, because I really don't give a shit. Word's a word. Um, and partly because I have no interest in getting any better. Like, I'm currently also... I guess I should throw that in there. In the last couple of weeks, I've been playing uh, Street Fighter on um, on 360, because watching all of Patman's KI videos on waterpotonline.com. <laughs> um... You know, I, it got me interested in fighters again, and it's like, I play them, and, and sometimes I win, and sometimes I really get my ass beat badly, but I'm noticing that I just do not have the interest in, in making myself better at them, which I know is possible. Anyway, the problem is, John, I had every intention of picking it up mm-hmm. until the wallet incident happened, and so I missed out on the sale, but it is on my radar. If it comes back up on Steam on, on sale on Steam again, I am going to pick it up crappy at platforming or not i mean good. i i played through outland and or part of outland and um that other one that i mentioned on our forums and now i can't remember the name of they were hardcore platformers so moving on um so you, so you finished outland Did no you... we never oh. finished outland oh my god that game was brutal yeah that game's crazy that game's almost a, a bullet sh- time platformer like yeah, I was just going to say, that game's almost the Ikaruga of platformers. It's just, I don't have the hand-eye coordination anymore. It's painfully obvious Pat and I don't have the hand-eye coordination anymore. I mean, we had a lot of fun laughing, and I kind of wish something like that was on Xbox One, because that really would have made good not-let's-play videos. How not-to-play videos would probably be a better way to put it. Um, You know... And maybe as we go along in the Xbox One generation and or PS4, and you know, I get one. Uh, it's going to be kind of hard pressed for me to get one when I only spent about two hundred and forty-eight dollars for a brand new power supply and video card that allows me to play all modern games. Yeah, bite me, Sony and Microsoft. <laughs> Pretty much was my attitude. It literally was probably, and I didn't get a top. That's the thing. That's the that's the key thing to PCs. I did not get a top-of-the-line video card, even though it would have fit, and I could have afforded it, and the power supply. Why, when it runs perfectly well for my non-graphic you know, graphic horror ass? It, I mean, I'm happy that it runs some things like Minecraft at ridiculous FPS, but as soon as I saw it do it, I cut it all back down to where it performs the best. You know? That's what makes me happy. I mean, seeing Borderlands at, at high art was great, but... And then I cut it down to where it was performing really well, and my mouse and keyboard movements were smooth, not choppy and chunky <laughs> like they were when I tried it before. Um, 
But yeah, I yeah, Outland no, never finished that one. Didn't we try? Who else did I try playing co-op with that? Was that you, John, that tried with either me or Pat? I can't. I I I bought it after you guys talked about it, but I didn't. I don't think I played co-op with anybody. I don't think I did. No, I had me. Was it you we tried it? One of us tried it with. Yeah, that was way back. Oh yeah, it's been two, three way years back. ago now. It's been almost more than, more than that. No, because pod- high school. Nah, the podcast is. It might have been your first year with us then, because the podcast is only three years old. I think something I don't remember anymore. We've done way too many shows. I, I mean, there was a, actually Outland is a good game we should talk about sometime because there was a lot of interesting co-op uh, mechanics in it that were great ideas that should be followed up by somebody else or used by somebody else. You know, because like you literally had to jump on a platform so the other guy could jump on a platform, and depending on your color. You know, like I, if I was the blue guy, I had to do the blue things, and Pat had to do the red things. Mm-hmm. You know, it made it a pain in the ass as you got higher in levels, and that's where the bullet hell part came in that made it just so nightmarish. We got the one level where we couldn't even—I mean, Pat's a way better platformer than I am, so it, it got to the point where he was frustrating, fr- frustrated, and I was just laughing at that point because it was just <laughs> no way my skill set was going to last to get any further. Um. Okay. Uh. First thing, I guess we're gonna talk tonight. Talk about tonight is John Carmack, who I, I kind of glossed over the news that he quit uh, id Software a couple three weeks ago or more. Um. But I found this interesting because he's been behind Oculus Rift pretty much since day one, and as we all know, new technology has to take its turn in the barrel and be beaten senseless. Uh, because it's crap and people hate new things. So the reason I brought up this particular story where he talks about why he left id Software, I kind of want he he left because id Software, who's owned by Zenimax, who also owns Bethesda, basically didn't want to work in partnership with Oculus, making some of their future games like Wolfenstein: The New Order and eventually Doom Four, uh, either Oculus exclusives or just you know oculus capable and so Carmack basically quit the firm to to uh focus on oculus uh i was kind of interested in how he'd been straddling both of those duties for so long you know when his name first got attached to oculus but i gotta say the reason i'm bringing this up and you guys are free to comment is because i applaud him for this that tells me he believes a lot in oculus rift and what it's capable of because he's where he worked at id Software for a long time, mm-hmm. and pretty much had a blank check there, probably to do whatever he wanted to. Now I know things have changed a little bit since Zenimax bought him out, but uh, so that's the reason I'm bringing up the story. If you, if you want if you want a reason to look at Oculus Rift more seriously, a name like John Carmack, who is a, a legitimate legend in gaming, not like some of these clowns running around trying to procre- proclaim their legendhood. Uh, Quits his job at id Software, who gave him his big breakthrough, or where where he got his big breakthrough to work focus on Oculus Rift. That's a pretty compelling reason for me to pay even more attention to this. So yeah, it, it's a major statement, that's for sure, and and a definite a definite, I mean, it's an obvious statement of of his belief in it. Well, how did you react to this news, though, John? I mean, I, I know we've talked about Oculus and his 
and his, you know, and the glasses thing, and his, which is kind of nice. There's the picture here shows him sitting there with his glasses on. That, <laughs> that, that, should, that should tell you what you need to know. Uh, what what was your reaction though when you read this? This is why you led left id. I mean, your initial reaction. Uh, it was just you know, kind of like what yours was. Good for him. Good for him for you know standing by his guns and and you know wanting to expand the uh, you know video games something different something new i mean as cool as you know doom 4 might be you know this this is something that that could potentially change the game so to speak and you know good for him for for, for sticking by his guns and 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 his beliefs and and going into uncharted territory rather than sticking with the with this with the with the old well and it helps him a little bit the valve which is becoming apparently a garbage fucking dump uh, to me and many other folks, killed the rumors that they were making their own VR helmet. Good luck, Sony. Uh, and 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 backed Oculus Rift. I can't honestly. We can get into that in a minute. I can't wait to see what fucking mess Sony produces. Oh God, they're so far behind Oculus at this point that anything they do is going to be virtual boying. It's going to be another move disaster. I just bet you anything. And that's the podcaster in me talking because it's just easy fodder. Mm-hmm. Um, Glace, what was your uh, initial reaction or thoughts about about what he did here? About just quitting because it wouldn't work, and and their and their bossmen's wouldn't work with this with his other project. So you know, I mean, what what did you think when you were reading this? I think that if you're not happy with what you're doing. And if you're not, if you want to do something great, then go ahead and leave. It takes balls to do that. So, does this make you look at 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 uh, Oculus any different, or is John Carmack more me and John's generation? Um, probably a little bit of both. But I mean, I guess I'm more in you guys' camp. I'd say it's nice for someone to have a backbone, though. You know. Yeah, that's that, actually. I'm glad you said it exactly that way because that was my thinking too. Because I mean, if you put yourself in his position, it would have been really easy to just keep straddling the line. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he really wasn't going to lose anything by staying with both, other than the fact that okay, it's not going to develop for the Oculus. You know, and so like like Glacier said, showing that you have a backbone of making a stand. Is 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 something that I have to respect, and and I think we should, you know, it's definitely something I wanted to get out on the podcast because, I mean, I kind of knew Carmack was like that. Other things I'd read about him over the years, but you know, that's that's I'm talking about him like he's sixty years old. He's probably no more five eight years older than I am. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's the thing about about him, Cliffy. Your buddy, you know, your Twitter buddy, uh, uh, Jaffe's a little... Schaefer. Right. They're really you and I's generation. Mm -hmm. We've just known of them. Unfortunately, I wish I'd never heard of Cliffy. Uh, (laughs) Most days. (laughs) It helped a lot unfollowing him on Twitter. There's not too much in the gaming news about him. So really, my life's been kind of Cliffy-free, except when I feel like bringing him up the bash on him. Um... You know, they they were 17, 18, and 19-year-olds when, when their, you know, success. I, su- I suppose like guys like Romero is probably a little older. But, you know, that's the thing. You never thought of it. You never think of them 
in terms of age because they've been around for so long, but they were really teenagers and they were, they were glacinators, you know, when all of this doom and quake and, and other things that they did, um, you know, psychonauts and all that took off. So it's 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 kind of crazy on one hand and then the other, but well, it, it's funny. It's funny how you how you think about things. I, I'm the same way with uh, sometimes when I watch wrestling, right? <laughs> like, it's like I, I make this assumption that 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 who I'm watching is older than I am, but no, no, I'm I am older than a lot of the guys that are that are currently wrestling. <laughs> I have the opposite problem. Like CM Punk, I don't. Punk is and he's probably in his twenties, but like, oh, look at these young kids, and and it, like I say, I think it about somebody, you know, because I've been watching a lot of a lot of uh, WWE on uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, I, and I realize that some of these guys are the same age I am, <laughs> and I'm yep. calling, you know, I'm calling him a kid because uh, like Edge and Christian and guys like that, you know, that well, not Edge so much, but Edge and Christian who've been wrestling within the last three or five years, yeah. It's like, dude, they're probably pretty close to. I know, I know for a fact that the Rock and I are pretty close in age. <laughs> you know, so I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah. I have the opposite problem. It's not usually thinking that they're older than I am. It's thinking that they're kids. Mm-hmm. It, the other question, because Sony has been rumbling about they're going to make one too, although they're so. You know, it's funny. Gamers may think Sony's the greatest thing ever, but Sony's got some financial issues as well. It's not just Nintendo. You know, I don't know if you guys caught the news this week, but they're selling off their Vio laptop uh, division, and they're talking about losing, like, a billion dollars and that their TV division's not doing so hot. Really? Yeah, I saw a couple reports this week. So it's like, you know, we could... We can talk about Nintendo all we want. <laughs> For those of you sick of it, we're going to do it again this show. Um, <laughs> blame John. Uh, see, that's why I agreed to do it, because I think I could throw you under the bus. <laughs> um, uh, shit. No, I agreed to do it, because it seemed like a good thing to do. It's the truth. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, but to me, it seems like anybody else trying to get out a VR thing at this point. It seems like it's a little ridiculous as far and as far as Oculus is ahead in development and who they've got backing them. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong on that, or is that, or does that seem right to you too, you guys too? Somebody, anybody? Oh, I, I thought Glaze was th- th- this, this is what <laughs> I, this is what happens when I give them free choice. They they joke about not getting picked first, but when I give them free choice, they're both. Is he going to say something? No. Is he going to say something? Ain't flatline. <laughs> well, well, I, I will I will say I will say that I I, th- I think the the jump into into VR is uh, it's a risky one. You know, it, it's something that has been hasn't you know was talked about. Back in the Virtual Boy days, like as the next thing, and it never and it never happened. I mean, I was I would imagine in today's you know technological markets where people are kind of afraid to 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 deviate from things you know, and and in entertainment in general, afraid to deviate from from things that are guaranteed money makers. You know, it's it's a it's a big investment and, a, and it's certainly a bit of risk to to do that. I think and with Oculus already ahead of the curve. You know why not? Why not let them take the take the the first you know snap at it and see if they can make something out of it. Glaze. I think the question is is not 
whether VR is the destination, because it definitely is. I think the question is, is it the next destination right now? So I think a lot of people are asking that, a lot of developers are asking that themselves about, we know we want to go here eventually, but are we doing this? Is it right to do this right now? See, I think I, th- I think part of the reason I made so much fun of 3D was I'd been hearing just very faint rumblings and rumors when I cast my Sauron-like eye across the internet that VR was coming, and it was coming soon. And to me, virtual reality that gives you a, a, a virtual reality is far better than 3D where i got to wear some god-awful glasses. You're wearing a much bigger Fat Helmet 5000 with a VR, but I... I understand that, but so I think that's part of why. And and Sony has not had a good history with trying peripherals. Can we just agree on that? I mean, that's pretty much a statement of fact that 3D doesn't didn't work for them. Motion control has not worked for them real well. Um, and if you couple the some of the financial news that they're talking about, you know, I mean, everybody gives Microsoft and Nintendo a bunch of shit. Oh, Microsoft just got got a new CEO. How how much more money are they going to lose with their crappy tablets? Well, yeah, everybody's pretty much... The point is everybody's pretty much taking a hit. So, like John said, why not let some upstart company that thinks they got it? But Glace has got the real point. And and I'm going to ask you, Glace, because to me, with as much as Carmack's invested in this, and he has every possibility of being wrong, I've shortened my time span on when this is going to be a thing. A thing that you're, you know, really going to have to take seriously. To me, when I first heard about Oculus and we first talked about it on the show last year, I figured eight, nine years still. I've cut that to five now to me. Because Glace is right. The question is, when is this going to be a thing you're going to have to you're going to have to take notice of? To Mm -hmm. me now, I think it's about five years. What do you think, Glace? Do you think we're still further out or what's, what's your thought on that? By being by being a thing, what do you mean exactly? Decent decent user base, decent decent, decent user base. Let's 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 put it at that because that is a tough. Comparable question. to what user base right now? Hmm. Comparable to what user base right now? A decent one, where it's not where it's not Oya, but it's not 360 Xbox One. Uh. Somewhere right in the middle. I'm going to say four years. Wow. I'm going to say 2018. John? I can see the five. But before, I mean, I think it'll, it'll, it'll come out and, you know, be kind of a, a niche product for a while. And I think it'll, that's when you'll find out whether or not it has the, you know, if they can make it to a price point that regular people can you know, want want to pay that money for it, and you, you'll you'll probably see it be a little more regular. You know, assuming it works, assuming it's a hit uh, with the with the hardcores and the and the niche people. You know, five years, I think it sounds about right to me. Oh no, that, actually, I got to disagree with you on one thing. The hardcores will be the last ones. They'll be kicking and sc- drug kicking and screaming. Because look at the way they react to every peripheral ever. Connect, mm-hmm. move, we motion. I toys, you know, I mean, they, they they freak out every, you know, I mean, they were literally having like an N4G Reddit party when Steam backed off of their controller. I mean, and we know people 
that are basically Charlton Heston's about controllers. You know, from my cold, dead hands. Well, guess what? It's going to happen, Sparkles. And probably before your lifetime is through. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, to me, the only thing wrong with the, that I find wrong with your statement is, yeah, the, the hardcore will be the last. You'll have people like us who are interested in new things and not afraid yeah. to, to test them out. Yeah, maybe I phrased that wrong. I kind of like the early adopter people who want the latest, hottest things, you know? Right. There will be those people, but then you got to have the people in the middle that are kind of like us. I mean, technically, I suppose we're hardcore because we play a lot of games, whether they be tabletop, you know, video, whatever. But at the same time, too, we're not the early adopters. Got to have it right now, the minute it comes out. Damn the bugs full speed ahead. Obviously mm-hmm. not, because none of us have one of the new consoles. Well, you have a Wii U. I take that back. But, you know, I mean, and so... I, I, it's those middle people you got to get. You, you just got to let the 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 other extreme, you know, the connect the, the still connect haters and all that shit. You just got to let them bitch and flame on the internet and then buy it quietly without anybody knowing it, and they think they're clever. Um, yeah, but I, why I say five years is because I've seen, if you go on YouTube and you start looking around, I've seen some pretty amazing demos with the Unreal 4 engine with this thing. And it's not so much, oh, look, guy in a VR helmet. It's, oh, look at how smooth that dude's running up and down hills, how smooth he's making turns. You know, how smooth the camera's tracking him when his head moves. Mm-hmm. That's more the thing you got to watch. You know, I look, I look at some of the YouTube comments. Look at how good the graphics are. Well, no shit. It's probably running on an i7 or comparable AMD with a massive video card. Of course it's going to look good. They don't want it to look like ass, but <laughs> you're missing the <laughs> <Yeah>. point. <laughs> you know, if his head was turning like it was on a mechanical crank, <laughs> okay, you know, the... the the in-game avatar was turning like he, like it was some wind-up toy. <laughs> you know, that's what where you might have a problem. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, as soon as that thing gets on Oprah, it's done. It it will sell. I mean, because I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen all the different reaction videos that people have posted of them wearing it and that roller coaster thing. Oh right, yeah, I've seen a few. As soon as you put that thing on Oprah's he- big head. Or small, depending on what she is at the time, and press play on that thing. Everyone will freak out about it, and it will sell. I don't know why they haven't done that already. Honestly, uh, so. you know, it's funny because isn't that going to be a bit fraudulent? Because this thing's really meant for games, not so much for, you know, like virtual reality porn or virtual reality housewives making watching somebody else do dishes. Which well, is kind of what the Wii was supposed to be. See, so for games, it ended up being sports simulator. Da, 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 you know, so we should be Oculus Rift's marketing department because I bet they haven't thought of that. Because it's, I mean, okay, if you're going to be real purist about it, it's fraudulent as hell because I don't see too many housewives or Oprah playing Doom Ford screaming noob on a headset. Although I'd kill to see video of it, especially Oprah. Um, but that's not a bad idea because. While, while they're taking VR from the the angle of video games and electronic entertainment, I'll be on board immediately when they get to VR porn. Um, the, it does have other applications. Glacier is absolutely right. You know, with the with the that's a 
perfect example of the whole roller coaster reaction thing. Yeah. If you're if anybody from Oculus Rift is listening, get that damn thing on Oprah. It's over, man. So <laughs> you know. There's so many videos I see online, and it's more so of old people testing it out than younger people. Like people will film like their grandmothers putting it on and stuff. Uh, there's one uh I think there's also a simulation that they have on it where it's just like some village and you just walk around, just like a tech demo. And like she they gave it to like this like ninety five year old like Russian grandmother. And she was just like, oh, yeah, oh. I, I saw that. And she's like, Oh, I am in Russia. They're like, you know, like, this is beautiful, you know, like so it doesn't necessarily have to be games to make that thing sell, which is why I think it's such a good product, is that it's really open ended in what it is. So. Well, that that tech demo is the one that I think I told you guys that I saw Jamie Heineman of the Mythbusters trying it out uh, on a video on Tested.com. That was that same medieval Unreal 4 tech demo. The only thing Jamie was mad about is he wanted to see what it looked like inside the VR device when he fell. Like he was trying to jump off the top of a tower and then jump off the top of the walls, and it wouldn't let him. It had been hard-coded to not like let you break it. <laughs> And so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. I guess I'm going to have to go look at for some of those reaction videos because I've really been focusing on looking at the tech demos, seeing if there's tricks, you know, because as much as I get tired of the super, 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 super cynical people who are peeling apart every E3 video to find out if it was in game footage, I want to see how smooth it, it works when, when, when the actual on-screen avatar is moving around, you know, because it's always in first person. The, actually, to tell you the truth, that just made me think of something. They really want to make it look good? Do a third-person perspective. So you can actually see the avatar move as, you know, because I've seen some side-by-sides where the person who's wearing the helmet or the, the goggles head is moving at the same time the screen is. You know, and it's pretty much one-to-one from the videos I've seen. You know, barring some, sh- you know, trickery or chicanery. But, um... So I I'll, I guess I'll have to dig into some reaction videos and see what's up there. Uh, okay, this comes to us. The next thing I want to talk about that kind of, I found a Gama Sutra, amazing. Usually that's a really high end, aren't we? It's tied in with GDC, so it's aren't we the greatest artists of all time and how to how to make art more art kind of blog posts. But I keep it around on my RSS reader for crap like this. Um, Call of Duty shifts to three year dev cycle. I'm pausing because people are going, yes, maybe it'll be better. No, three lead studios. Oh, boy. Um, Up till now, Call of Duty's been on a two-year development cycle, which is Treyarch and Infinity War, but now they're adding Sledgehammer games so they can have a three-year development cycle. Uh, The first thing here is, okay, you find, this is my take. You got a three-year development cycle. With Sledgehammer Games, who I can't even think of any games they've made, Treyarch, who's always been kind of iffy at best until the Black Ops series with their versions of Call of Duty, and what's left of Infinity Ward. Let me tell you, people, there ain't ain't many of them left that made Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 or 2, or chunks of 3. So it's... I'm not seeing why I should get excited here. I don't, you can give them five years as far as I'm concerned. None of those studios to be are trustworthy enough that I, it's going to just drag me back into Call of Duty because they had longer times. You know, 
conversely, maybe it'll work because it's obvious with the problems Battlefield 4's had, DICE needs two or three years to make a good Battlefield game. Uh, John, what did you think when you read the first part of it? Yeah, three-year dev cycle because we're going to shit them out once a year with three studios. Yeah, it's... it's I, I guess it might help uh, alleviate a little bit of burnout in their studios, but I, you know... And, and, and be able to apply some more polish to, to you know, a little more extra time. But I don't know. I I, I kind of suspect it's just to get more out there without making making one team not want to kill themselves every second year. You mean, make, you mean not make your best people leave to start a company called Respawn because you've kept fucking them over? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. That's exactly what they're trying to stop from happening again. Uh, Glace, what were your thoughts on the three-year, three-development studio? It's just reminding me of a Three Stooges. That's really what I'm getting here. Yeah, no, John definitely said right there. I mean, can you imagine having to work on a Call of Duty every year? Oh, my gosh. And if you, like, you weren't even, like, like, your job was to, like, change the gun skins from year to year, even though it's like the same thing. Or like add more wrinkles to whoever the main characters is face each time. Like, oh. Make that dog's fur look a little bit better this year. From, from an artist's perspective, Make, that making would... the, uh, was it the fish uh, simulation stuff? From an artist's perspective, that would drive you absolutely nuts, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm remembering at E3 last year, whenever I was making fun of the they were talking about the fish things, like having a dynamic action thing. Remember right, that? Right. Everybody found that. But the thing is, the guy that designed that probably was so excited to do that because it wasn't the same thing <laughs> he had to it do was, year after year. He was like, oh my gosh, I get to move fish around at work today. It wasn't modeling another half-destroyed building that looks... That yeah. <laughs> they probably already have enough fucking assets for anyway. Yeah. But he had to blow out one more window. Which most average gamers don't understand could have took him five to eight hours to make it sync and work right. <laughs> you know, even if he started with a prior asset, you know, or more time. But here's the thing: here's the sinister part of me. And this, since this is Activision, who is no better than EA, this quote here is pretty much what made me is is what I think. Excuse me, uh, the reason for the shift. Plus, they had they bought Sledgehammer Games. They had to do something with them. Apparently, they killed off the idea of a COD MMO, which was the last thing I heard Sledgehammer was, or COD in space, I think, was the last thing Sledgehammer was supposed to be working on. Um, this means more time to focus on DLC and micro-DLC, and more time to po- polish, said Activision Publishing CEO, CEO and Liar King Eric Hirschberg. There's the reason, as far as I'm concerned. They know that the cash cow is dying. They know after Ghosts didn't do as well that the, that they're they're heading down the hill and the brakes are going to fail here soon, ish. <laughs> and so it's time to milk Bossy until she goes poof in a cloud of dust. <laughs> That's the cynical and sinister point of view. If they'd left that quote out, I might have been left it at the other jokes, but. Glacinator, feel free to join in raging on on DLC and micro DLC. What whatever the, that, whatever the micro DLC. Yeah, I was just gonna say whatever the fuck micro. I don't. I guess it's gun skins. Jesus. 
I don't know. I, only Activision or EA could come up with that term. I don't know what it is. I'm thinking it's like... Sounds the, like a disease. Yeah. <laughs> we can't sleep together only tonight, honey. I have two honey. weeks to live. I have micro-DLC. Oh, see, I was going even dirtier. I'm sorry, I can't sleep with you tonight. I've got micro-DLC. Doctor said it'd clear up in a couple weeks with penicillin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my... <laughs> that micro-DLC never happens to me. Yeah, yeah, and it's cousin micro crabs. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing that by that, uh, since this was a financial call for investors who are also usually boneheads that don't understand about anything they're investing in, uh, and you wonder why Wall Street or whatever financial street in any country is a fucking mess. Uh, um, I'm guessing that means things like you know gun skins, glacinator, or levels or guns versus DLC, which is map packs and crap like that. It's a term that did not need to be invented because I knew when I read that your reaction was going to be cranky. <laughs> because it's like, seriously? I already don't like DLC. What's this new shit? Here's the other interesting thing. Or what do you think, John? Do you think that's just it? Milking bossy? Mm-hmm. You got it. Here's the other interesting thing. DICE has basically also told EA to fuck off, and now Visceral, hope you enjoyed the last of the Dead Space games, because I don't think there's going to be any more, Visceral is now taking over making a battlefield so DICE can have a little bit longer development cycle. Did that happen? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, I didn't grab the story, I apologize, because I just had planned on mentioning it in passing. I don't know if that means there's going to be no more Dead Space, but yes, they are. Dice. I'm pretty certain there's going to be no more Dead Space, but I didn't know that's what they're doing next. uh, Dice. I I think Dice and EA are not, even though Dice is owned by EA, are not getting along so well. Battlefield Four, not so much on the old consoles, but the new consoles, uh, has had a lot of issues. Um, and so the way that EA is looking at it so they can keep up the shit something out a year, they had something like Battlefield. What the hell? There Maybe it was Dead Space. Maybe I'm missing one. Battlefield, Star Wars Battlefront, which they're now going to be making, mm-hmm. and one other, and I'm forgetting. I'm trying to look at it up now. Um, uh, it could, could come out every year to give longer development cycles. Hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. See, it's 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 ru- it's rumor on this one. It was not listed as rumor. Of course, this is VG leaks. It's kind of like the tinfoil helmet uh, slash dot of video games. Um. Yeah, because it's supposedly a police themed battlefield. I mean, pfft, yeah. What? Why make another battlefield bad company, which was actually different than Brown Shooter Number Five? And had like some funny characters, and 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 you know didn't take itself so fucking seriously. We can make some police theme battlefield. Yeah, yeah, video gamer. Here we go. Police theme battlefield in development of Visceral. And and the backstory was because Dice threw a fit. I think Dice produced shoved the product out the door that even they couldn't tolerate with Battlefield Four. Look, to me. And you guys are welcome to chime in on this statement too. To me, the the first person shooter genre is fucked. You have you have Activision and EA trying to battle each other to the death every year, and EA loses all the time because Activision's got the better cash cow. 
You have Respawn, who's releasing a game that's pure multiplayer, and you have Bungie. I still don't have a clue what the fuck they're doing. It's a game. It's going to come out. Is it? A, it's an MMO. No, it's kind of like an MMO. It, it, they've lost me completely. I mean, I, I really hope Respawn does well as a company, but you ain't putting single player in. Fuck you. I'm done with you. <laughs> Pretty much been my my. And on top of that, I still only have a 360, which I don't think it's coming out for. And even if I bought like you know, even if I bought Titanfall for PC, I can't play with Pat. On the Xbox One, because God help, God help us all, he crosses streams. You know, um, I mean, PC gamers panic every time they think they got to play with, um, you know, console gamers because they look down upon them. I, what they're really terrified of is finding out that they're the same brand of douchebags, just different hardware. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's so uh-huh. nice to be able to say that considering I play on all both these days. You know, but even back then, I never thought that because it's stupid. Douchebags exist everywhere. But I mean, I I'm just I'm kind of granted. I play more RPGs and MMOs these days, but I tend to swing all over the <laughs> field depending on my mood. I don't see any FPS coming that's gonna make me the least bit happy. I mean, what do you think about this, Glaze? Is it pretty much singling Death Knell to Battlefield to you unless a bad company comes out? <laughs> I mean, I just want something freaking different for once. I mean, how much more of the same can you take before you go insane? You know? Yeah. I guess a, I guess a lot based on things so far, but there has to be a breaking point eventually. Well, I guess I guess I, I guess we'll see what the reaction is. Even though I have no intention of playing it, I guess we'll see what the reaction is. Well, I shouldn't say I have no intention of playing it. I I, I have no intention of buying it until after it's out. If at all, with Titanfall, you know, and Bungie's kind of pissed me off because if they, as much as it's going to kill and 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 break the hearts of of hard of Bungie fans like Pat and like Glace, I wish they'd gone all in on a good shooter MMO. You know, I've seen shooter MMOs that had a lot of potential. They just don't know what to do with them. You know, Firefall was one of them. That beta was decent, but they, it's just like they didn't under, they didn't know how to make a gun MMO be MMO-ish and, and, and not be, you know, swords and shields and stuff. And Bungie seems to have decided not to do that. I don't know. Oh, well. Oh, well. I got other games to play. I got a back catalog that could kill an elephant, so... <laughs> yes, I'll play those. Uh okay, so in our Nintendo news, in the Nintendo segment this week, and I'm not saying, I'm not making fun of these guys from last week. It's everybody at WonderPod, the podcast, is equally responsible for the fact that we won't shut the fuck up about Nintendo. Um but this is a good story. It's from a gaming website I don't like, so I'm not even going to give them a plug. Fuck them. In the taco, uh, all of these, <laughs> all these indie games that are coming to Wii U or 3DS. Uh, I gotta admit, there's some I haven't heard of. Well, actually, a lot I haven't heard of. The first one I want to talk about, the only one I've heard of, let me back up. The only one I've heard of is Shovel Knight, which seems to be really good. Um, Glace, does uh, 1001 Spikes that's coming to Wii U look really familiar to you? Actually, you too, John. I forgot you'd played it as well. Oh, the, uh... V-V-V-Vagina? V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V-V
scroll down to that glaze if you've got the link open. That was the I'm first right now. Uh, it's about midway down. Okay, um, okay. It's actually in the Wii U section. Oh, I have heard of Retro City Rampage too. Yeah, that came out today, I think. Which one did you say? A thousand and one spikes. It's right under the Wii U header. We'll get back to you in a second, John. So, what are you? I, I mean, it, these aren't platform sellers, or these aren't these aren't console sellers. No, no they're not. My concern. No, they're not. But at least it's a sign of, uh, you know, that there's Nintendo's eyes are open to to indie games and what there can be. I mean, that's that's the repeating theme that you hear across every every platform. But at least Nintendo is is trying to put something on their system that's different and 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 not necessarily their own. It doesn't it doesn't have to be their own. So if these things do well, maybe there's opportunity for further collaboration. You know, they're not system sellers, so they're appealing to a smaller audience. Granted, but it's you know, the system needs games. It's a step in the <laughs> right direction. Right direction, absolutely. See, because that was the problem with what you guys talked about last week, and unfortunately, Glacinator's having it looks like a call issue at the moment. We'll see if we can get him back in. Uh, I didn't hear anything from any of those guys that gave me any hope. It's just, yeah. it seemed more to me like they're just bowing their necks. I mean, the health console thing, good. If that appeals to the niche, if it gets a few people, more people running around, you know, I'm sorry, uh, you know, a Wii Fit board's not going to replace the gym. Much as I don't like the gym. I'm well aware of that. But it can, it can help you to a certain extent. So Nintendo thinks that's a good course of action. That's fine. But it's not, it's not, uh, it's... I saw nothing that indicates to me what you guys talked about last week that that they have a direction. You know that that, that they have a firm plan that's going to improve their status. I don't expect them to catch MS and Sony and be battling it, battling with them again. Um, what I ex- you know what I'd like to see is something that's going to indicate they're going to be more healthy than they are now for years to come. Yeah, no, and I mean th- this is a step in the right direction. Yeah, I, I, there was there, there weren't any. Here's the thing that's going to save the Wii U, you know, and maybe that kind, and maybe those kinds of those kinds of things for the for for the console space anyway. Well, will maybe that'll show up on an E3 or something. Maybe I, I'm only speculating, but but like with this, this seems like how is Nintendo going to get some cash? As a company, more so than how are we going to save our, you know, our failing system? Well, and that's, I mean, I guess that was more my problem with listening to what you guys talked about and then going back and doing some reading on my own was I didn't even hear anything that, 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 that gave me a sense they really intend to change. It seemed like just more doublespeak and, and you know, I'm Reggie Filsme and I'm Iwata and I'm that other dude whose name I can never remember. So you took a pay cut. Whoopee. It's called You Lost Face in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that plays well in American markets. I, I'm under the impression, and somebody who's far more versed in Japan can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm under the impression that that's more of, you know, like the modern-day seppuku. <laughs> you know, you fucked up. You lost us money. <laughs> so you lose. You take a pay cut. You know, and I just like I said, trying to trying to use the mobile. Sp- I think what turned me off the most, John, was trying to use the mobile space as pure advertising. 
you know, they, I got the real sense that they, they were just going to try and nibble the edges of the mobile space, and I still think that's a ginormous mistake. And we don't need to run over the stuff we talked about two weeks ago. You can go back and listen to two weeks ago's show where we talked about things they could do to get into the mobile space more deeply without giving away new content. Um, you back, Glace? Yep, I'm here. Sorry about that. Don't know. It must have burped. Um, so did you see the 1,001 spikes? Yes, I see it now. Seems like a much better graphic VVVVV. I'm not doing it this time, <laughs> doesn't it? Yes, now they have blood on them. They'll step up. Yeah, <laughs> instead of being god awful purple. Uh, so, what did you think all this, especially through 3DS stuff, since you own a 3DS? Real quick for the spikes one. Is this a bit trip game? Uh, yeah. Like what, uh, oh, is it? The the female uh, the female uh, bit trip runner is there. In that little screenshot, yeah. Oh, the the purple? Yeah. I wondered why that looked familiar. I've never played any of the Pit Trip Runner games, but I'm ex- supremely aware of them. Sometimes they tend to uh, to have a little crossover things with, with between them. I mean, the Bit Trip Runner, Bit Trip Runner Two uh, has uh, Super Meat Boy guys in it, and it has uh, the guy from what was that game? Um, Cave Story. The main character, and that is in. Runner two, like you, you you can play as them, right? They're ah, just, they're, just, they're just avatars, really. They're not just, you know, they don't they don't have any extra powers. They just animate a little. Bit hey, too. wait a minute! That's Mario down in the bottom right bottom right corner. Look Is down, it? look down there. Mm. No. I, yeah, I, dude, the hat shape and the coloring. Mario. Bottom right corner, he's down. He's down away from the spikes on the little blue. Okay, the green guy's center. Bottom. Look at the bottom right corner of the picture. Yeah, that's not Mario. It's a wearing. It's a girl in pink with white. Oh, gloves. I see the thing now. Okay, my apologies. Yeah, you look at it a little closer. That's actually yeah. hair. It's not a hat. Good, good eyes, Glaze. For like a brief second there, it looked like Mario. Because if you look kind of diagonal from that, it looks like some dude's frozen in time up. Like hanging from the ether. Maybe it was the spikes that just made me think VVV got awful color. It, it definitely has that flavor. That I have no idea how it navigate this kind of screen. I don't know what the <laughs> why you, how the hell you get around all those spikes, but I'm guessing it's kind it, of a, a forward dash, maybe. I'm either that or it's a turn thing, like that paper game that Glace and I played. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. If this is coming out on computers as well you should totally get this because it has one player oh is it local co-op oh that sucks it wasn't local co-op no no versus multiplayer how do you versus in a spike game that'd be fun to play with you (laughs) you thought you thought the screaming was bad when i lost races in in in, uh hydro thunder It it would be worthy of of recording of that, there is no doubt. Um, so, what do you think all this, Glaze? I mean, John and I have kind of said it's not a system seller, and I, I, do you agree with that? That this just really isn't a system seller for either. I mean, are they exclusives or? Uh, no, I don't know. Well, if cause... they're not exclusive, then, then no. So, <laughs> I mean, as simple as that. 
because if you already if you're really aware of indie games, you probably already are aware of them being on computer. So probably just get on PC or Mac. Well, I would I mean, swear it'd be nice to have them on a console, but I mean, you're not going to pick up a console specifically for all of this. I won't yeah. swear to it on all of them, but I know like Retro City Rampage's been out on a couple of other things already, and some of these are coming to Vita as well because some smart ass in the comments said that. Yeah, I I I I, I look at the, I look at the games. And I don't see the games that that you know make exclusive use of the gamepad that you couldn't ha- you know you can't play that on something else. You know what I mean? Well, that was one interesting thing, and then I did want to get back to Glacinator. There, there is one showing it using the using the gamepad, period. Which uh, is oh called, right, yeah. monkey, monkey pirates, pirates which is coming out also coming to PC. So yeah, not all. Yeah, see. Um, so what do you think, Glace? Would you pick up some of these on on your Wii U or not Wii U on your 3DS if it was available? Or are you more like ah, I could get if I can get this on my Mac, I'd rather play it on my Mac or Vita. Um, it depends what game it is. If it's looks like it's well suited to be on a handheld, then yeah, sure. But I mean, if it's a little bit more, I don't know, in depth, then I'd probably get it on my Mac. Although my Mac is getting pretty full, so I have to be a little bit more. Picky. <laughs> Picky with what I put on there. <laughs> uh, I was going to do a delete the porn joke, but in your case, it's probably more like Maya. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> delete the Photoshop files. <laughs> yeah, who needs those to get out of college? i got to put games on here. So, so uh, I, have, I have one more comment about it. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm interested to see is what the pricing of these indie games will be and how they compare to Steam uh, you know, this, I'm, I, w- I would assume that anything that's here, it's on Steam, will be will be cheaper on Steam. But uh, though, that being said, um, do Steam full price, you know, full price downloadable games that are also on X- XBLA and stuff, do they tend to be cheaper? They, uh, usually, no. They usually have like a, like a 10% discount if you order if you if you pre-order and stuff. But well, you get the 10% discount, but most of the, most of the games um, that are like well, since Microsoft's finally pull their head out of their ass and using real money. It's usually fifteen bucks anywhere you go. Yeah. Whether it's PSN, Steam, um, you know. I mean, right now they're working through and apparently it's just a two man bandwagon. It's me first show of this year and Jim Sterling, two video two separate Jim Quisitions. Steam's got some real issues. I I go there and I play the games I own, but there's getting to be so much fucking garbage and games that have no business being in early access or green light. Uh, that I'm getting kind of tired of Steam. They gonna have some. They're gonna have some quality control problems that they really need to address here. They already have them, but it's only gonna get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be quite honest, if any of these games are coming out on PC, I'd rather go buy them from their own personal websites if I'm gonna play them. I mean, I don't see anything really here that's uh, for me. This although this uh, Monkey Pirates looks kind of fun. Um, you know, but how about how about 3DS versus Vita, Glace? Will that come down to basically does it do 3D? Because a lot of these are probably going to come out on Vita as well. Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh. Yeah, I guess how well the 3D is implemented. I mean, because if it, if it if it's a second thought, then I'd probably put it on Vita because I don't know. The Vita uh, screen probably, yeah. the Vita screen is bigger and it looks nicer. So. If you get PlayStation Plus, you'll probably get them for free on Vita. 
yeah, there's been a lot of good deals that have been on PS Plus lately, so, yeah. Oh, reading about some of these, this Moon Chronicles was actually, uh, it's an episodic re-release of Renegade Kids, Metroid-inspired first-person shooter that originally appeared on Nintendo DS. Yeah, it looks pretty nice, in the, in the, certainly in the comparison shot there. Between the that, that and Monkey Pirates look the best of the, as far as gr- fidelity. I mean, I'm not. The graphics don't matter with indie games. If it's a good game, it's a good game. But I tell you, I'm, most Nintendo screenshots hardly ever do the game do the games that they're showing off justice. Like you, you kind of have to watch a video or 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 play the thing for real because mm-hmm. screenshots never, especially in this stuff that has these sort. You know, a lot of these are kind of retro graphic style, right? Know, and, and look awful. I mean, retro city, retro city rampage looks like something. I could do in paint, right? But it's, it, you know, I, I'm sure if you play the game, it plays really well. Like, like these things should all have demos. Every one of them should have a demo. Well, now I wouldn't necessarily crap a Nintendo's hat over what, where the screenshot came from, because a lot of these, like Retro City Rampage, what was this other one that I saw well, that I had? Uh, Lumbra has already been out on iOS and PC. But just to clarify, I don't I don't mean like it's it's a bad screenshot. I just mean by the nature of the game, they, they just don't sh- you know often don't show well. You know what I mean? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like gotcha, gotcha. I mean, even even games like right down to like the Mario Brothers uh, 3D World, the screenshots look okay, the videos look okay, but I tell you, man, when you put, when you boot that machine up and and and, and look at the game, like it, it's a whole different thing because it's cause that game looks marvelous. But I find you just don't get it on screenshots. I'm gonna modify a I'm gonna modify a, a comment I made in regards to Peyton Manning earlier this week. Smart thinking people will look more deeply into it. Graphics whores, i.e., stupid people, will pass it by and screw them if they do. <laughs> uh, that's kind of been the theme this week, as I said it about as far as Peyton Manning's legacy from football and the debacle last weekend at the Super Bowl. You know, and that's really what it comes down to. If you're gonna just dismiss crap because the screenshot may not be the best, not only is the game not for you, but gaming may not be for you <laughs> because you're, you know, you're an infantile child. As much as I may laugh at something like Peter's Brotherhood. <laughs> at the same time, too, there comes a point where taking a look at things critically yet openly is is a smart idea. But you're right, John. A lot of these indie games don't present well. Um, I think the big key, I think the big key here is could they, you know, where it could become maybe a little bit of a system seller is if they get a braid like game that's an exclusive. Mm-hmm. The problem with indies and the problem with indie developers. Is first off, they think they should be upfront with AAA titles on every platform, right there, shoulder to shoulder. I don't agree. So, but at the same time, they think they they want to be because they want to make money. They want to be on every platform known to man. You know that even includes Android these days. The turnaround time I'm seeing the games that were out on iOS first to ports to Android, unless you get you know hammerheads like Epic that won't do it period um you know the 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 kind of uh, double-edged sword of the indie crowd is they want to be on everything so i'm sure they're happy to be on wii u and 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 3ds and vita and and so on and so forth but it's just more the shotgun approach 
Mm-hmm. Tying back into Steam, that's what that's what's making Greenlight such a mess. You know, they just want to make cash, and it's clogging up games that like Rust, where the <laughs> Penis Brotherhood video came from, that are good games and have some potential. You know, but they're getting kind of knocked down by crap ripoff. <laughs> you know, clones or 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 games not quite as well quality. Um, Glaze, any final thoughts on any of this? Um, yeah, you just have to sell me on whether why I should choose you over Vita. Now, basically, I haven't really thought about that until re- until now. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you do have both of them. Yeah, it hasn't really been have been an issue yet because it hasn't hasn't really been that much crossover. But. Huh. Well, I think we can all agree that it's a step in the right direction from Nintendo. Oh yeah, yeah. But, competition is always good. So, but I want to see. I uh, they need to make far more strides than this, John, to make me feel comfortable about where they're headed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it, it, it's become so easy to hammer on Nintendo. Like this, that the, they had that ten million shares or ten million whatever worth of shares that that family wanted to sell. And people immediately jumped on and jumped to the conclusion, and people who are media so should know better, or or should at least attempt to determine what the reality is, that they were doing it because Nintendo is going in the toilet. The the family that's selling those shares, their their patriarch was a former CEO who just passed away. There might be a small likelihood or small percentage of the reason that they're selling is because Nintendo hasn't been doing as well. They're just trying to cash in. It's children and grandchildren and maybe great-grandchildren of the dude. They're looking for cash. <laughs> I, I think it has very, very little to do with <laughs> how Nintendo's doing overall. Outside of the fact that they, like all the others, are sitting on a massive pile of cash. You know... But of course, the you know the the gaming press being the gaming press, they immediately tied that into Nintendo's poor fortune, blah blah blah, you know. So they're also fighting a perception issue. Because God help us all, perception has become way too much of too much reality in this world. And again, it goes back to people who critically think and stupid people who are just going to believe what the media tells them. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did, you know, the other positive thing, and then we'll close it here. The other positive thing I did see. With what you guys talked about last week, um, and 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 came out further with that, is the fact that Nintendo, you know, is not afraid of acquisitions, and uh, you know, uh, uh, I forget there was another term in there that basically meant the same thing. Uh, you know, spending some of that war chest. So that gives me a, a, a little more hope, along with this, you know, embracing indie games, so to speak. I mean, they all kind of had to embrace indie games. You know, Sony was smart to make it kind of central to their presser at E3. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just made the indie developers and the indie crowd just, you know, jizz themselves because, oh, look, we're being recognized. We're important. Yeah. yeah. I remember that Nintendo uh, Direct. The E3 Direct that they had, and they showed this indie game sizzle reel, and that was all that they really did. I'm glad to see that, you know, some of these things I kind of recognize from that, but I'm I'm glad that they're they're you know actually doing it and putting it on the systems, putting them on the system. Okay. 
that's enough show for the show. Let's do, let's do it. Let's see if I can do an even faster one that John did last week because he couldn't remember half the crap that I try to remember and then forget. Um, <laughs> I loved your exit because it's like, uh, we got an email. I just can't remember it. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that is awesome. Because half the time I'm trying to remember it as I'm doing this bit, the shill bit. Uh, we have a Facebook. If you'd like to get in touch with us. It's uh, Wonderpot Online, all one word, Wonderpot Online. Send us a friend request, go watch our 10-year, oh man, Facebook and some of their gimmicks now. You can tell investors who steer a net company, um, go watch our 10-year, uh, t- t- the 10-year recap video, which figures prominently the famous Black Bruce comic. I still love that thing. Uh, we are have a website where this podcast podcast gets posted. It's called wonderpotonline.com. You can see some Patman Play videos there. I have a fiction serial inspired by the game Worm Online. Uh, I just popped up the second part today. Um, But also, like I said, I post this podcast. Nice thing is, if you don't want to download MP3s, we have an embedded player. If you do use the embedded player, hey, drop us a comment and say, yep, I use the embedded player, because it doesn't give us any statistics, and that's really starting to piss me off. Um... We have a bunch of YouTube channels. Like I said, you can watch Patman playing on his Xbox One uh, at his 36 Wii YouTube channel. We have WonderPod Online YouTube channel. Glace's YouTube channel is a hoot because it's got a bunch of his animations on there from school. Um, we have a Twitter account. It's at WonderPod Online, all one word, at WonderPod Online. Uh, we're on iTunes. If you don't like iTunes, we're at archive.org. Just search WonderPod and all of it. You'll find it. And if none of that works for you, we do have an old-fashioned email address. It's wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com, wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter if you like, at O-R-I-G-I-M. Or you can follow John on Twitter. It is at John Kehoe, J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E. Until episode 194, I am Bruce McGee. I'm doing. Good. I'm off to do two things. Edit the show so Pat and Roger can have it tomorrow, and then I'm joining the Penis Brotherhood. See you, people. Cheers. Naked people. <laughs> Glace watched it too. I am the only juvenile here. That is the key thing here. They're like, yeah, it was kind of funny. I laughed my ass off like an idiot.